It takes more than finding a to-do comment from eight years ago and finally doing it to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering episode 381. I am your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about all the non-technical stuff that go into making you a great engineer. I feel like if it's been long enough, then when you finally to-do the to-do... It's not a work task anymore. It's an act of of charity. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why. It just feels like it becomes a a good in the world. It's an entropy reducer. Yeah. I also love seeing those comments. It makes me feel like I've wandered into a cave and discovered these cave paintings by my ancient ancestors (laughs) or something. Like, oh, people have been here forever. (laughs) People have been here for longer than we thought. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They've left records of themselves. (laughs) <laughs> who were these people? What were they like? Oh, they didn't know how time zones worked either. <laughs> we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> we had so much in common. Yep. <laughs> to do. Handle time zones correctly. Handle daylight savings time. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I get really cynical about old to-do comments. I think to myself, if no one has fixed this for eight years, maybe it actually doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you have to think about the the point of that to-do comment. And it, it turns out it wasn't to make a task to follow up on. It was to get someone to just do the thing and, and take this shortcut and get it done now so they could feel like it would be handled later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a an indulgence or something. I love how people are like, well, I wrote a to-do because I was under schedule pressure, you know? And it's like, well, eight years later, no one's done it yet. (laughs) Has it really been eight years of pure schedule pressure? Uh, Actually, yes, it has been. Prioritization pressure. That's what we like to call it. Yes, Positive. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Laser focus. More wood behind fewer arrows pressure. We would not allow ourselves to be distracted my stuff like daylight savings time (laughs) only happens twice a year come on (laughs) yeah yeah it's only 16 times since this comment was made (laughs) all right all right should i should i thank our patrons please do thank you to nick cantar Braden canes john grant travis Nick Hathaway, Jonathan King, Ragnar, Webtow, Awesome Menten, Testing, Will Angel, Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Patreon.com, we're hiring, Craig Motlin, The Stochastic Parrot, Owen Shardle, Jenny Kim, Cody Sale, if you would like to join this illustrious, oh wait, not yet, <laughs> Can't See Dodds, <laughs> Valentin at Datafold, Santa Hopar, TheComputerScienceBook.com, Trash Panda, Never is Not Just a Crater on Mars, I Like Chicken, I Like Liver, Meow Mix, Meow Mix, Please Deliver, Full Stack Contractor, Looking for Job Corp to Corp, typehero.dev and a one-time shout out to Matt Decker. Probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Thank you to all these people who support the show on Patreon. If you would like to join them, you can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon, where any donation will get you an invite to our Slack team, which is now thousands strong. If we Mm -hmm. all got together, we would need an auditorium of some kind, which would be cool. Or a cafetorium like my elementary school had. Ah, and then we could have sloppy joes <laughs> <Yes>. all together. <laughs> That'd be cool. Man, yeah, why don't they make conference lunches? They've gone too fancy. They need to really go the other direction and serve like cardboard pizza triangles mm-hmm. and boxed chocolate milk. 
Yes. Oh, that is quintessential American elementary school lunch right there. Yep. Man, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that we're all not super fit and healthy after lunches like that growing up. <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> well, I know I am, and I owe it all to the gallons of chocolate milk I consumed <laughs> as a child, carried over to this day. <laughs> it still my, sustains you. <laughs> my bones are so hard. <laughs> Calcium rich chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah, please <laughs> please join the Patreon if you are interested. We appreciate it. It supports the show. It it helps supply our chocolate milk needs to keep our bones from <laughs> yeah, you know, dissolving listen, into sand. Every moment you don't subscribe to Patreon is a moment that Jameson's bones get weaker. <laughs> <laughs> the big dairy lobby has convinced me that I'm but a gust of wind away from shattering into a million pieces <laughs> if I don't drink a ton of milk. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Should we do a question? Yes. Uh, this comes from an anonymous listener who says, my company is doing performance reviews. While writing my self-review, I was shocked by how much I had accomplished in the last six months. I had led our org to adopt multiple new technologies and supported other teams in adopting them to great effect. But looking back, I wish I could trade half the accomplishments on my self-review for time spent taking better care of myself and my partner and kids. I'm not working crazy hours. I work a pretty regular 40 hours per week on a flexible schedule. With three young kids, this is in fact a crazy schedule. Yes, can confirm. <laughs> I'm on track for the promotion from senior to staff, maybe in this cycle, and I'm wondering, would it be crazy for me to propose that I stay in the senior band and start working four days a week? I've also considered scheduling personal time during the day, but I know I'll be finding, sorry, I know I'll be fighting an internal work time clock forged by years of cortisol flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that makes up Jameson is the chocolate milk flow and the cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> What's your advice for lightening up a lead foot? Oh, great question. I love the cortisol reverence. Yeah. It's been forged. It's almost like how the Grand Canyon was forged by... Little particles of sand being whipped through the canyon by wind and water. Yeah. In that same way, our own habits are forged by decades of cortisol flowing through our brains. That's the stress hormone, right? Yes, That's the it one is. that you release when you get stressed. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what do you think you would do if you said, congratulations on your promotion, and someone said, no, thank you. I would like to just do less, please. I would like to do less for the same money, which is a which is which makes sense as kind of a, like a promotion. Yeah, it's like an accounting trick to have an equivalent cost to the company. Like I am not going to take more of your money. I am going to I am going to take more of your money in the sense that I'm going to exchange it for less of my time. You know. Yeah. Like keep keep my pay flat and my hours down by twenty percent. I predict they're going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. I don't think there's a compelling reason for the company to do this that outweighs the pain it would cause them. Four-day work weeks are, are a thing that I've seen become more popular over the years. But just but barely I think they're still, more popular. They're right? st yeah, they're still very niche. They're definitely at the level where you've heard of them on Twitter enough that they seem like they're happening, but there's... Really, nobody is doing them. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months ago, I spoke with a CEO of a company. In fact, Jameson, a CEO of a company you used to work for. I saw that. 
I, well, I didn't see you spoke with them. I, I observed that while I was stalking you. No, I saw them post about a four-day work week. I observed that through my binoculars from the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, so this CEO told me that he deliberately chose a four-day work week for this company. And and I said, how's that going with your investors? Because I know that they have VC investors. And he said, fine, because I control more than 50% of the seats on the board, so they don't have a say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he loves it. He's like, look, Ford, it's like, I am not in this business to get super rich and have a big transactional payout because we IPO'd or sold the company. I'm in it for the lifestyle. So, and I just thought, how the heck did you manage that with VC investors? Like that never happens. But he, he has been very shrewd <laughs> with his company. But but boy, is it the exception to the rule. I've been to his house. He's super rich already. Come on, man. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> I always no, tell people uh, that the secret to getting rich is first get rich, and then you can really make some money. <laughs> the That's a great point, because a common concern about a, from a company's standpoint, especially if they're a small startup with a 40-hour work week, or four-day work week, I'm sorry, is if anything goes wrong, the board will say, well, stop doing that. Yeah. Nobody does that. Clearly, that's got to be your problem. If things are not going great. If anything, you'll be arguing with the board to go down from a six-day work week to a five-day work week. Yeah, they're going to say, I don't, I probably, I don't know. I don't really care how much you're working if you're making tons of money. But if you're not, then no, please don't do that. So it is telling that that this person does it because they can say to the board, go away. Shoo, (laughs) be gone. I don't even know why we have these board meetings. I don't care what you say and I don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't say that. I know this I know. person. It's a, it's a good person, but obviously a good person giving four-day work weeks to everyone. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's like very employee-centric. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, Jameson, you said right on your knee-jerk reaction was they're going to say no. I agree with that, and but I have a different reason for it. What's what's your reason? When management gets questions like this, the um, and I've seen these kinds of questions surface all the time. The first question they ask is, what's everyone else going to say? Yeah very hard to give someone a four-day work week and work that out because everyone notices oh yeah that person doesn't work on fridays sorry yeah what can i not work on fridays can i do that yeah you know and so management just does not want to tackle that problem for everyone all at once even even if they know that you are so productive and so good at your job that they would be happy to keep paying you what they're paying you for only 80% of the hours. And there are people on on every team like this who I, I know would be just as productive as the median team member with only four out of the five days working. Yeah. I still would probably say no because it just opens up such a Pandora's box that ultimately leads to everyone being on a four-day work week. And that ultimately does bring the company's productivity way down. And so I guess you could counteract that. Now, now I'm thinking about this seriously for the first time, but I guess you could counteract that by saying, all right, we're giving you all a 20% pay cut commensurate with the 20% reduction of hours. And we're going to hire 20% more people. And we're going to, so to offset that, you know, it'd actually be 25% more people. I don't know. And we're going to offset that by having everybody work four-day work weeks. So we're just going to have more people doing more work. Could you pull that off? I don't know. Yeah, I- I, th- I think your point is correct that the company does not want to accidentally create a policy with an exception. It's it's a giant nightmare. But there's nothing except your cortisol flow preventing you from taking advantage of the flexibility of remote work to have a chiller lifestyle. 
I guess is, is how I'll put it. And I think you mentioned you'd be fighting an internal work clock forged by years of cortisol flow. I think that is an easier fight to win than convince the company to let you work a four-day work week. Yes. I think even if you offered to take a pay cut, I, I, which you're not, I think they would still say no, just logistically. Like if you're a very senior IC, a lot of your time is collaboration with other people. And it's it's not just about your pure output. So if you're losing a whole day of meetings, mm-hmm. that's that's a pain in the butt. Even if you're very productive in the other four days, there are going to be people whose schedules don't overlap or I don't know. I think yeah, it's going to Yeah, people who a, need you when you're not there. Yeah. Like your family. Don't oh, yeah. Like your family. <laughs> no, your work family <laughs> obviously is more important. <laughs> yeah. You'll be sitting on your deathbed wishing you had spent more time at the office. I, I do think that's going to be tough to do. Well, I don't know. Maybe it'd be tough to do after a promotion. I assume there would be higher expectations placed upon you. Yes, but I, I think I would I would look back into how can I can I carve out a couple hours in the middle of every day? It's just it's just on my calendar as like I don't know secret doomsday planning meeting or something. Yeah, there is another option. You could approach your company and say I would like to become a contractor for this company, and and the reason I say that is because with a contractor status, you now no longer have all the same expectations of an employee. And I've actually worked on teams that had a contractor on the team who had different hours. And it was assumed that they were supporting other clients. And so we knew this contractor is only with us, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something. And that gave the company license to have the contractor be on a different schedule than the full-time employees because there was a category difference, you know? And so they didn't feel Ah. compelled to apply the same hours to to those two categories. Yeah, it wasn't setting a policy for everybody. It was just... Just a different kind of thing. Huh. It's a good idea. Certainly some risk in becoming a contractor where they can just say, hey, uh, don't come in tomorrow. We've ended your contract. Or ever again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they can technically do that in the US at least. But It's just a little harder. For full-time employers, employees. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's what this person wants anyway, you know, and, and work for multiple companies and just embrace the full-on contract life. Yeah. If, if you do want kind of maximum flexibility then that is that is a way to do it it's very easy to get sucked into working more for more money if you have an hourly rate but if you can be disciplined about it then yeah you can certainly get more flexibility well i don't know have we answered the question probably good luck best of luck with your lead foot hopefully you speed away to the life of luxury yes i don't know okay (laughs) Shall I read the next question? Please do. This is from a listener named Aisha, who says, Six months ago, six months ago, sorry, I quit my first job out of college. It was a very toxic and hostile workplace. I sucked it up for almost three years, but it got so bad that I had to quit my job without another one lined up. Yikes, I know. I was a great employee and was always given excellent performance reviews. After giving my boss plenty of notice, I asked if I could use him as a reference, and he said yes. It's been a struggle finding another job. I've submitted hundreds of applications, reviewed my resume with mentors, and attended workshops for interviewing skills, but nothing has helped. Out of sheer desperation, I had a friend pretend to be a future employer and call my boss asking for a reference. As I suspected, he was providing a bad reference that included outright lies about my work ethic and me as a person. I have no idea why he would do this. 
I am at a loss of what to do. Oh. The obvious thing to do is not include that job on my resume, but without it, I basically have zero experience in a large gap between graduating and now. I have contacted some of my old team members to ask if they would be a reference instead of my boss, but none have gotten back to me as of yet, weeks later. Please help. What do I do? Oh, man. Oh. That is <laughs> that is so bad. Ugh. Oh. Knifed in the back. So bad. Man, what a, what just, ah, oh, this is just a bad person. Like everyone knows the job market is hard right now. You go and do that to someone. Man, I think we should spend the next 20 minutes just talking about how bad this person is and nothing else. Much like Aisha's boss does to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when asked for a reference. <laughs> oh. oh, this sucks oh my honestly I, I we've heard a lot of bad questions on the show by which i mean you know bad situations this one just really makes my stomach sink it's like a knife in the back well i'll just tell you my immediate reaction to this is go get a lawyer and sue this guy for defamation i, I this is like yeah if you're in the u.s this is why people generally don't give bad references is because they are worried about being sued so maybe they're not in the United States. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I mean, legally, you maybe you know, space laws are domain, and this this is mere terrestrial law. But legally, you might have a case here. But I suspect that if you sue your former employer, it makes it hard to get another job. Yeah, you might recover some some damages or something. But could you just pay a lawyer to send a cease and desist? Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I'm guessing money isn't exactly abundant in this situation to be able to pay yeah. several thousand dollars to some lawyer to spend a few hours drafting a cease and desist letter. So I've never done this, but my dad did this when he had to get some recommendations or references for, this was for graduate school. He had a professor that he really liked who he asked to write him a letter of recommendation and his professor was very lazy and said, sure, you write me the recommendation that you think you deserve. And if I like it, I'll sign it. And then uh, you can use that. Mm -hmm. and, um, which is kind of brilliant because it it makes, well, first means he doesn't have to do any, or they, I don't know who the professor was. They didn't have to do any work. It also put this pressure to make it like realistic enough that they wouldn't, have, I don't know, they wouldn't want to sign something that said I, I cured cancer when yeah. the professor knows yeah. that he didn't or, or whatever. So it, it makes me think about like when you ask someone to be a reference, can you provide them with stuff to say? <laughs> so they're not just like off the top of their head. Like, yeah, I don't know. They showed up at some meetings and, and this, I don't think this is what is going on here because this feels like a much bigger gap than could be explained by someone not really remembering what you did or having the the facts on hand. It seems like there's something weird going on here. Totally. And I, I think this person was very creative to have a friend call and act like an employer. That's so clever. I love it. I'm pretty sure I saw a thing on YouTube, which must be true because it is on YouTube, mm -hmm. where they had a call-in show. And an important detail is that these guys were all Australian Okay. And they said, hey, my friend, I think the host's 
called up some random person somehow and said, hey, my friend has a, a job that's going to call and ask for a reference. Are you willing to be a reference for them? Give mm-hmm. them no details besides the person's name. And the, the guy was like, sure. And then, <laughs> then the other host of the show called this person, this random stranger they had asked to be a reference, asked him a bunch of questions. And he like invented this beautiful life story <laughs> about their <laughs> wonderful time together and their camaraderie on the rugby team and his leadership there and all that stuff so you need somebody like that who will just like just make up sweet nothings about yeah, you exactly and so take this the other direction you know instead of having a friend call and pose as an employer have a friend pose as a uh, sorry as a future <laughs> employer have a friend pose as a past employer it's perfect yeah especially if you can find an australian everyone believes australians yeah they've just got the most disarming accent <laughs> for english speakers anyways i don't know yeah, yeah. You just sound like good people yeah i mean i think you did the right thing in trying to find a reference a different reference from your old job none have gotten back to me as of yet weeks later that's weird that they haven't gotten back to you weeks later i wonder if they're like waging a campaign against you yeah that's rough man something weird your is old going boss on is like telling everyone not to talk to you i mean something. remember the reason this person left this environment is because it was toxic and hostile so i guess it's kind yeah. of it, it kind of fits that there would be all kinds of toxicity and hostility when you're trying to get a reference out of this out of these psycho disgusting people sorry yeah <laughs> just so i'm so disgusted by this this is a tough situation because i gotta say finding a job right now is already very hard harder than it's been in I would say 18 years that I've been paying attention as yeah. a software developer. And so the, you already are fighting headwinds and this company is just going to make your life suck. And I just, I don't know what to do about it. You're just going to, I think the answer is just keep muscling through. You're going to have to maybe, you know, you can, you can list them on your resume because the three year gap really is a very important part of your earning opportunities for future jobs. You know, and if you have three years of software development experience out of college versus zero years, it's a completely different playing field for getting hired. Much, yeah. much better, like a hundred times better. So you do not want to have a three-year gap on your resume, but you don't necessarily have to give reference contact info for that company. Yeah. I mean, maybe they ask for references for past jobs. I have not seen that super commonly. And I've I've applied at plenty of places and not given references. I'm trying to think of the past few jobs I worked. Yeah, it seems to have fallen out of favor a little. Yeah, I don't think I gave references for my current job or my past one. Or the one before that, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I just forgot. Because I didn't have a traumatic experience to engrave <laughs> yeah, exactly. in my mind like this. <laughs> People call me when you get a new job, though. <laughs> and I give them the truth. You're a stand-up. He shows up every week. Wonderful mostly. <laughs> For one hour a week, you can count on him. I yes, <laughs> to I, record I, a podcast. Here's what I say: I confirm that Jameson Dance is an employee. Yes, that's my reference. <laughs> the worst possible. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. The worst possible reference you could give was was a very loud signal that we hated them and they were horrible. But I can't say it because I don't want to get sued. Exactly. But your boss is just straight up. Like, no, I hate them and they're horrible and I dare you to sue me. <laughs> if I got if I got that from someone when I was doing a reference check, I would I would think, whoa, this person must be so, so bad. 
because no one gives that negative of a reference when I call. They always sugarcoat it a little or dance around the issues because of liability problems. But then I think after I hung up the phone, I would think back on it and be like, wait a minute, what kind of person gives that kind of a reference? That's, that's unusual. And yeah. I think I would slowly come to the realization that I need to discount that reference. But, but that's the thing. I mean, in this type of job market, there's that could be enough of a signal to exactly. I mean something weird. People don't want anything weird, anything that seems risky. Yeah, and I've got two hundred other applicants that don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So I think even if you convinced yourself there's something fishy going on here that might not be the applicant's fault. I wonder if you can get your performance reviews. You mentioned you had excellent performance reviews. Can you share those instead of a reference? Yeah. I wonder if the HR department at this company, if it exists, which it probably doesn't, but I wonder if they are a little bit more, what's the word, untoxic? <laughs> like maybe maybe the HR department is just a little bit more impartial to the situation yeah. and maybe they could just provide you factual information that can serve as a reference. They are also in the business of not getting sued much more than your old boss is. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe you need to... Uh... Maybe that's an interesting ta tactic to take here. If there's just no way to stop this terrible human being from spreading all these negative lies about you to your reference checks, maybe you need to call up the HR department and report what happened and say, yeah. this is this just so you know, this is something I would sue the company over, you know, and let, let the HR department take that information back to the internals of this company. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is all very dangerous territory that I would tread. I, basically, I would not take our advice on any of this. <laughs> like, seriously. I think about what I would do and, and I would be cowering in fear and just trying to navigate around this thing without, with as little contact with that old company as possible, including legal contact. That's just how I would roll. But at the same time, I just have this deep sense of cosmic injustice that has been committed here that needs to be righted. And you know, the, the reality is I probably would not, I would not even try to be the judge, jury, or executioner here, but I really would want to. You can use us as a reference. You've got excellent communication skills, as we've seen from yes. you writing in the question. The question was very well written. Yep. The work product was delivered on time. Yes. <laughs> you met the deadline. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have to figure out the, the, the rate at which we accept and answer questions on the show. I feel like it's pretty small. Like, I don't know, maybe single digit percentages. Top 5% of all the... Yes. All the... All, of, of all... What's the word vague enough that we can use? Work product delivered? <laughs> yeah, work, work product achieved top 5% in quality and recognition. Yes, I don't know. recognition. <laughs> top 5% question asker. I mean, worker... <laughs> <laughs> all right you got it will be your reference check for you yeah I, I i think the best i think i agree with you dave in that it is easy for us to get worked up and very easy to make your life so much worse <laughs> I, I mean companies are in general kind of soulless but the people that work at them are not and are subject to human foibles and can hold grudges and get mad and and there's there's probably still ways this company can make your life even worse 
So I, I would definitely be worried about that if I, if I wanted to go after them. The fact that they're willing to do what they have done tells me that they are probably willing to do much worse, which is why I'm trying to personally, I'm going to try to cut off all contact with this with this monster. They, they will outgun yeah. you with the lawyers. They have more money than you. They obviously have more toxicity and willingness to go to very negative places than you do. So I would I would just cut this thing off uh, at the knees. And oh, I mean, the fact that even your old team members won't respond to you tells me that your boss has gone just nuclear option on this thing so i'm i'm getting out of there as i mean i'm getting oh sorry i can't even put my words together i'm so frustrated by this situation but i i am literally yeah. i am cutting off all possible contact and trying to prevent any future contact yeah if you can avoid giving a reference that would be <laughs> that would be ideal and if you can provide some kind of evidence of excellent performance despite the lack of reference that might help offset the concern if if it's common in the industry or place you are to give references for every job man this really sucks i'm sorry this happened to you yeah this is so bad i mean oh geez i thought we had a system people you know you remember that old seinfeld episode where george is driving a car and there's pigeons on the road but you know they're supposed to just fly out of the way of the car but they don't, <laughs> and he runs over a pigeon. <laughs> runs them all over. And he, he spends the whole episode saying, I thought we had an agreement. We had a system. <laughs> I don't swerve. You fly out of the way. And he was driving with some with someone else in the car, and that person was just disgusted with him because he didn't swerve. <laughs> That's what I feel like here. It's like, we had a system. Listen, you don't yeah. trash talk people in reference checks unless it's like, oh, they were a criminal and they stole from the company. Yeah, like, okay, you got to do it, but and you certainly don't lie about someone negatively in a reference check. Like, oh yeah, top performer. No, 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 bottom performer, terrible yeah. employee. I mean, this is so bad. And in this job market, it takes so long to find a job under the best of conditions. And you know, I've got a good friend who's one of the absolute top engineers I've ever worked with, and has been out searching for a job. Six companies and just nothing, just crickets toward the end of the interview process. It is so mm. hard right now. So to go and put this extra baggage on someone to say, oh yeah, by the way, it's a terribly hard thing to carry right now. I'm just going to put 40 extra pounds of weight on your back. Here you go. Now carry it. Oh, anyway, very frustrating. I'm so sorry for you. I wonder if there are any signs that, that, I mean, you talked about how the question asker mentioned the workplace was toxic and hostile. Uh, I guess those are some signs, but why, why would you even say yes? I guess because it's awkward to say no if you're going to give someone a bad reference. <laughs> or maybe yes. I mean, look, this is a bad person, Jameson. It's hard for you to understand their <laughs> motives here because this is not so, not the world you live in. But they say yes so that you'll ask them for a reference so they can trash you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, dear. There you go. <laughs> what else could it's be rough said? out there? <laughs> oh. It's rough out there. I'm sorry. Well, well, we we helped so much. I know, I know. Question. This is this is just a sympathy episode. It's like I don't know what to do. If I had tons of money, which is kind of a paradox, because then I wouldn't be looking for a job. I I would <laughs> I would be so tempted to go hire a team of crack lawyers, you know, and just come down on this company. Yeah. For that kind of behavior, because that is so bad. I mean, the dishonesty. Oh. Yeah. We should start a GoFundMe so you can buy some good lawyers. You know. The world does need to funnel more money to lawyers. They're struggling. <laughs> yeah. Think of the lawyers, Dave. 
What can people do if they would like their own questions answered? <laughs> if you would like a sympathy session out of us for no charge, go to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button where you can fill out our form with whatever info you want. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. We love it. And a shout out to everyone who has had their questions answered over the years. We would ask you to please write in and let us know how we did. Did you take our advice? Did you not take our advice? Did it work? Did it not work? We want to fill out the truth table of the uh, outcomes of all of these different answers we've given. We want to hear it. And if you're, if we love what you wrote, we'll read it on the air. And maybe even if we hate what you wrote, we'll read it on the air because unlike people who give lying negative references, we don't mind the truth. <laughs> the truth does not bother us and we love it. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye.